0: This is recording 116 of my meetings with Patient K. Hello, Patient K. How are you doing today? Hello, Dr. X. All right. So now we're going to continue off where we left off last meeting. And you were talking about your dreams and what you'd been seeing. So oh. we'll start from there. So what have you been thinking about or seeing?
1: Oh, well, they were the the three hookers in Santa outfits. And then there was the, the one where they were coming down from the ceiling in Tetris formations on top of me. That was a good one. Oh, you're not talking about those dreams, are you?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: No, but we'll get to that in a little bit. Oh, the one the one I was telling you about was, uh... Well, are you sure you want me to get into it? Because there's adult language and mature situations. Well, I am your therapist, so continue on. All
0: right. Well, so, this, this dream is podcast, if you will, as you were saying, it contains...
1: Well, there were, uh, yeah. subdermal tracking devices, uh-huh. uh, trepanation... you uh-huh. know Unusually easy virgin waitress. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Physical representations of psychological problems. Mm-hmm. I was doing one-armed push-ups. Mm-hmm. Um, performing automotive repair by ear. Oh, and I got off at floor seven point five. All right, all right. Uh, there were Japanese shanty towns mm-hmm. and tubes. Ah, tubes.
0: Either way. Remember, listen to this question, it, I not understand,
2: talk more about this in a moment. <laughs> i
1: one hundred and sixteen. It's not paranoia when you're locked in a closet for ten
0: years, and you see crazy shit everywhere, and they're trying to get you! They're trying to get me! <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of the Spirekin Monger Review. This is the newest one of 2011! Yeah, happy new year. Happy new year. Yes, 2011. 2010 ended kind of with a this quiet ending. We really didn't get into it too much. Yeah. We just kind of recorded the Christmas episode, then we took a
1: little break cuz we were relaxing and well Well, there's technically there's an episode that's going to come out before this one. Well, there was. But this is the first one that we're recording in 2011, so that's why we're wishing you happy New Year now. Very true, very true. And
0: either way, so for those of you who don't know, Spark Inside that provides information and reviews about mangas. Every episode we we'll review a t- one or two titles depending on who's on with me and if I have a co-host and we tell you about it we tell you how the art is what the story is about, what the characters are like if there's a funny quote in it and if it's even worth reading that way you don't go to a bookstore or if you're looking online you see a title and you think hey this title looks pretty interesting or the jacket copy is pretty unique and intriguing for example a jacket copy which would be like Feng ex apprischen designer das und munde und moe dream what are you what are you reading there I butchered French into German. Oh. Hmm. Either way, so we tell you about that and we inform you about it. You don't have to agree with anything we say or we comment on. Yes,
1: you do. You have to agree with everything we say.
0: Uh, Either way, we're supposedly very entertaining, according to our legions of fans, all negative 15 of them. (laughs) Yeah. And we try to release on time. So we do have a sister podcast, the and Movie Review, which is released on Saturday. We release on Wednesday. You can check out our feed for all the old episodes. You can check us out at... www.spyrekin.com Or our forum, spyrekin.darkbb.com You can email us at spyrekin at gmail.com
1: cal.spyrekin at gmail.com
0: zan at com, Or if you have a cell phone, or if you want to leave a voicemail, 206-350-8462 And besides that, we're on Twitter under Spirekin, Facebook under monger Review, and... If you have an Xbox, you can play me online under Zan Spyrican. And currently I've been playing insane amounts of Fallout New Vegas because I got it back and the DLC is awesome and, well... The Legion is evil. New Republic is evil. Mr. House is evil. The Mutants are evil. The Fellowship of the Apocalypse are evil. And the Brotherhood of Steel are evil. So I'm going to kill them all in the game, I think. I'm going to just do an evil run. So...
1: If you kill people who are evil, wouldn't that make you good, or no?
0: Yes, it'd make me Paragon, haha Okay. Instead of being evil and strange, and, well, whatever. So, we should get on with this, because it's been four minutes and we've been babbling. Get but... on with it! Exactly. <laughs> so, well, we have some news before we get into our reviews, and one of them is pretty big. Now, we're not talking about actual anime or manga news. I mean, we do have one thing, which is we're going to be doing a review of the new series coming out by Aniplex, which is Dorarara. We're doing an anime review, and the reason why is they sent me a screener copy, so I have to do the English dub of it. Now, I know some of you are like, I saw Dorara a year ago, but like I said, this is an English dub, not the one I've seen online, so it should be pretty cool. Now, what is Dorara about? Well, we'll wait on that. Now, on to the big news. Now, if you remember from a couple episodes ago, I talked about how for our movie review, we're going to be having a theme month, our first theme month in
1: February. Okay. What is the theme month going to be? Let, yes, I let all the
0: listeners vote on it, and they've decided. The theme month will be Sword, Sorcery, and Sweat and Shirtless, guys. Oh, okay. It's so a fantasy month. So That's fantasy cool with me.
1: Moves. Yep. I like fantasy movies. Yes. And I have we, fantasies.
0: We all have fantasies. And in coinciding with that, we're going to do something else for those of you who are are manga fans. We're going to do another theme month for the manga review. Okay. What's the theme month for the manga review going to be? Well, we're going to let you guys decide. The first five people to email us with a topic. Pick something good. Yes. Remember, you have to pick 16 titles. You have to give us 16 titles if you're doing a theme month, or you just pick the genre, and we will do a theme month, because we haven't done one of those in a while. The last one we did, I think,
1: was... We did the video game theme month. That was a year ago, exactly. And we did uh we do a horror theme month? Yeah, no, that's what we did. I did
0: a horror theme month before that. I did... Well, we'll see what you guys want to do. An action month. We'll, whatever you guys want to do. Action, theme. We did a Moe episode. Or a theme episode. Oh, Just God. let us know. Moe. By the way. We're getting off topic. So, without further ado, we should get on with this. Because there's not really much else going on. I mean, been playing New Vegas. What have you been up to besides work?
1: Uh, Let's see. Video game-wise, I've been trying to beat Mega Man 10. It's pretty hard. I thought you beat that already. I beat 9. I was trying to beat 10. Uh, What else have I been playing? I started playing um, the first game in the Fear series. I know I'm I'm really behind trying to catch up on my backlog of games. Um, I beat Kirby's Epic Yarn, but I'm trying to get... All the 100% on on everything before I buy Donkey Kong Country Returns, which will be my next big game that I can't wait to get into.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And that's about it. Ah, Donkey Kong. Some Halo Reach,
1: a little bit multiplayer, but
0: there should be something. I'm just waiting for something new, something intriguing. I'm just kind of I don't know. Some of the new games seem very blah. Why don't you get uh, Donkey Kong Country? You're not a fan. I am a fan of Donkey Kong, but I'm going to wait on that a little bit. I want to get something for my Xbox, because I do have my Golden Eye still. Trying to... But anyway, rank it up on that. So, enough of the gaming news. Uh, oh, the other thing we completely forgot. We are on O Radio. Check it out, www.fightbait.com, for more information on that. Also, it's on our show notes.
1: It's cool to be on a radio station.
0: Yes, well, I'm surprised he has his power bill is not that insane, because he just has a server online, 24 hours a day, playing this shit. Hey. That's fine. Mm-hmm.
1: Maybe he's rich. No, he's not. He <laughs> he needs better financial uh, consultant management.
2: I mean,
0: John John Paul Fipe, he's a good guy, but I'm just surprised that he's satisfied. His ideal job right now is working at Domino's. He keeps he
1: loses the job, he gets another job. He's like, I want to work at Domino's again. But fuck you other job. <laughs> well, maybe he. That's how he is able to afford the the server. He doesn't have to pay for food. Mm, true. He just eats Domino's out of a garbage bag. Nah, it's Domino's. <laughs> Domino's is not that bad. I don't like Domino's. I like Pizza Hut.
0: I like Pizza Hut too, but the one that's in in our area is not that good anymore.
1: Mm, I haven't had it in like two years, but it's good.
0: We should have a Domino's day.
1: Well, we still have to do the White Castle thing. You have to do the White
0: Castle thing. I do the Bear thing. And you guys still haven't voted on that.
1: Vote for White Castle.
0: Alright, well, yeah, because we don't want Cal to go in a systematic shock because of a sugar intake, going <laughs> have
1: a heart attack slowly and then die. I'd rather have the heart attack quickly and, <laughs> and die from the White Castle.
0: No, if you go to the White Castle, you're not going to have a heart attack. You're going to die in the John-like Elvis go <laughs> <laughs> so,
2: Do
1: you think people know what we're talking about? No. <laughs> oh, well. Oh, well, we're old. and
0: We're too, we're too old
2: for this shit.
0: So let's start off with well let's get on with the review. It's been ten minutes and we should get on with this because unfortunately we do have a time constraint. So yeah, anyway. <coughs> okay. So uh, I think today, since last time you started first, I'll start. Okay, Which, go for it. If you remember from the last episode of the Spark and Manga Review, we spun the one, the only, the trademarked wheel of manga, and it dictated unto us that well we'd be reviewing two pretty interesting manga, and the irony is that both of them are sentence series, and they're both these psychological series. Well, more of like, one is a crime and one's a horror, but they're both psychologically intense, and they're not just typical, I will punch you in face and crush your arm with my fist! Which, while well, I do like a lot of sentence, like that, like Ricky O and Fist of North Star, this is much more involved, and, to top it off, it's a little bit more interesting, in my opinion, to a lot of the other manga I've read because the protagonists are both over the age of 21! So we can relate to it. Yay. Sort of. So, I can relate to it. Um, the manga I'm going to review was written by Hideo Yamamoto. Yes, Yamamoto. And it was published by Shogakukan back in 2003. It's still coming out. There's 12 volumes. It's a 7 series. It's currently being released in magazine Big Comic Spirits... And the title is Homunculus. Or Homunculus. However you want to say it.
1: Now, I like Homunculo-us. Say it like that. But
0: now, some of you are wondering, Wait, hom- Homunculus? Is that like the Homunculus is Full Metal Alchemist? No, these aren't Golems. I'll get into it in a moment. Now, the series takes place in sort of the Present, but not really. It takes place in a present, future, it's pretty much present Japan, and in this, it's in Japan in Tokyo, and the setting is this weird park, and this park is situated right across from this very expensive hotel, now in the hotel a lot of rich people go, they go for meetings, they go for illicit liaisons, and it's obviously the place you go to, it's the Waldorf Astoria, it's the Ritz it's that place where just a lot of wealthy people go to And then contrast, right across the street is this park. And in this park, a lot of the destitute and financially, well, financially... Down on their luck? Yes. Financially down on their luck live. So you have this juxtaposition of the wealthy on one side and then literally right across the street you have all these homeless people living in a shantytown. Or Hooverville, however you want to say it, because we brought Hooverville a couple of episodes ago so you have this juxtaposition of these two worlds that are right across from each other and they both kind of the poor kind of look down on the rich not because that they're envying what the rich have but it's kind of like they don't they live for this and that and they've kind of discovered how to live without money and and how not to well not to be so obsessed with the stupid little things like alright I the guy A he hasn't lived on a sandwich in years or food a steady diet in years and he has a chance to get money, and he savors the meal. Meanwhile, rich guy in the Ritz, he's sitting there eating a filet mignon, and he takes two bites and says, This is disgusting throughout this, the rest of this meal. So you have this juxtaposition. And in the middle of this is our main character. Now, I'm going to call him Car Guy. Car Guy. Because, unlike all the other bums who have tents <laughs> and whatnot, we'll call them bums, vagabonds, vagrants, however you want to say it. They has set up their tents, and they have a set place. He lives in his car. Okay. He And he when he comes out, every morning he comes out, he's dressed in a nice suit, his face is okay, he's kind of unshaven, he walks in, talks to them for a bit, gets some food, and I say, hey, you want to come and set up a tent with us? He's like, no, I'm fine, I, I'm not ready, I'm not I'm not here yet, I'm, I'm fine. He gets in his car, and drives around, and he uses it any money he has on his car, and at one point, his car, he's so connected and in love with this car that at one point the car dies or it's not working and he turns the car in, he puts his ear to the car and almost is able to tell Meatly what's wrong with it he's that in tune with this car and this car is not a great car it's not one of these very expensive bmws or whatnot and this guy he seems out of place in this world he just drives around listens to music constantly stops off at the river like in the harbor at this one spot, and he sits there and just listens and zones out. How does he pay for gas? At, at this point, we don't know how he had the money, but when it starts off, he's running out of money. Okay. And he's like, okay, I have enough to get gas for tomorrow, and... Oh, one other thing is when he goes to sleep in the car, he sleeps in the car, he's always in a fetal position. Okay. Thumb, you know, thumb in his mouth, curled up. A little unusual. I mean, in fact, he lives in his car, already a little crazy, but so... Next day, he's currently walking around the park, and he bumps into this guy. This guy looks insane. I mean, he's got shaved hair that's bleach blonde. He's got long fingernails. He has a bunch of skull rings. He looks like a nut. And he says, hey, I've been watching around the area. Do you want to make some money? He's like, money? I mean, well, what do you mean? He's like, I'll make a deal with you. I'm a med student, and I'm working on a little project. So I was interested if you wanted to help me out. I've been watching around I think you'd be a really good asset for my project. And in exchange for working on my little project, I'm willing to give you 700 million yen. Wow, that's a lot of money. Uh, if you roughly, it's about seven seventy thousand dollars It's a lot of money. And he says, I'll split it in half. You get half, now half, and that's, that'll buy you a lot of gas and whatnot. And so he says, but well, just hear me out. We'll talk about it. And he's like, all right. So what do you want to do? All right, well, what I want to do is I want to perform trepanation on you. And immediately,
1: he looks at him and says... Let me look up what trepanation means. No, he tells him <laughs> exactly what
0: trepanation is, and he says, Are you out of your damn fucking
1: mind? Alright, so for the people out there listening who don't know what it means, okay. like me, tell me what it means. Okay,
0: now, I'm going to make a small analogy. Do you remember Ghostbusters, the first one? Yes. Remember at the beginning that they, t- they were talking about how eccentric Egon was, and he said at one point, he's like, What about that time he caught you trying to drill a hole in your skull? He says, yeah. that would have worked if you hadn't stopped me? Yeah. That is trepanation. Trepanation is... All right. Back in the Middle Ages, I mean, we still don't understand how headaches work. But back then, their theories, headaches were caused by evil spirits that were in your skull that were pounding on your head and they were trying to get out. So how would you alleviate a headache, according to them? What would you need to do? If so spirits drill, If there's spirits in your head. Drill a
1: hole so they can escape?
0: Yes. So you drill a hole. You don't drill a hole all the way in the head. You just crack the top of the skull, you don't go into the brain and then what happens is that the, the released air, the spirits will come out. However, nowadays, it's theorized that if you do that the increased blood flow will cause you to be smarter and possibly give you potentially higher IQs and there's a small theory that may cause psychic, psychic abilities.
1: This is real life theory or in the manga?
0: No, this is real life theory. People okay. really do this because they think it'll, they'll get increased intelligence or it'll cause assets that we haven't thought about yet.
1: Okay. That's weird.
0: It's a little strange and unusual. So he says, Are you out of your fucking damn mind at this point? Because think about this proposition. This guy comes up to you, ramps and says, I don't
1: want to drill a hole in your head. And you're going to pay me $70,000? Or the equivalent of $70,000? Yes. more for less so you really would let someone drill a hole in your skull go for it it's gonna give me superpowers. well
0: he doesn't know that he just says I'm gonna just drill a hole in your head he doesn't get into the psychological part he doesn't explain the history he says I wanna drill a hole in your head well now that I know what it means I'm better informed so he says fuck you I'm gonna go <laughs> so he goes away and the next day he goes parks he walks in hangs out with his buddies some of the bums for a little bit and one of his bum friends runs up and says hey car guy your car's gone runs to where his car is always parked it's missing uh oh apparently they towed it they towed his car yeah apparently it was illegally parked there and he's never had a problem
1: so this guy that he turned down must have some influence yes fucked him okay. he
0: kind of fucked them over and so he says look I'll make a deal with you because he, he, he finds him in the park talking to another homeless guy he's like look you want he's like alright fine I'll make the deal with you. I'll pay for your car to get out. I'll give you full tank of gas. I'll give you half the money now. So they go through with the procedure. Okay. Drills a hole in his head. The guy's a certified surgeon, even though he looks like an eccentric nut job. He goes, and the next three days, they perform their tests. Because he says, "Uh, you have ten days to do these experiments, and then I'll let you go, and you can do whatever the fuck you want. And I'll seal the hole in your head if you want. So day one, they try using psychic abilities. You know, we're going to walk into a haunted house and see if you can figure out what's going on with the haunted
1: house. Okay. Anything? Nothing. Bullshit.
0: Next day, day two, he kind of goes in, and it's now, we're going to try doing psychic reading. Can you read my mind? Type dealie. He's a bad liar, so he tries lying to the guy, he's like, yes, I can read this, and... No, it's not doing shit to me. Sorry, man. Okay. So
2: then,
0: the next day, day three, he goes... And it's tarot cards. You know, flip the card, find find matches. hmm So, as he's doing it, he sets it up, and a piece of something gets in Car Guy's right eye. And he kind of starts rubbing his eye, because it's it's in his eye. And as he's looking down, he starts flipping cards over. And as he's flipping the cards over, it's a star card, star card, star card, star card. So he's making matches. He's making matches, and statistically, it's, it's almost impossible to match... You know, that many cards in a row And as he's going for the, f- the fifth card He stops rubbing his eye He looks, he flips it over and it's a cross So it only worked while he was rubbing his eye? Mm, we'll get into it So he tries again his, uh, Both eyes opened Same shit, he doesn't get anything He gets junk He gets the clover, he gets the star, he gets the circling thing So it's like, what the hell So the next day they're walking away And as they're walking around, some crap gets in his eye again He's rubbing his right eye Left eye open. He looks around. He sees something weird. He sees this person who looks really fat. <laughs> but, then he, but then he turns around and he's super thin, like paper thin. Okay. And then he he stops. He stops rubbing his eye. It looks the guy looks normal. So then he covers his his right eye again. He sees the same thing. He looks around. He sees all these other things. Like there's a girl who's looking around and she has like looks like she has multiple legs. And then there's this guy who he's literally looking like. A bug almost. <coughs> then there's this weird, this couple. And the guy, it looks him, his head looks like a, a penis. And the girl, where her privates are, is like a vault. So this guy's not getting any. Well, probably not. And so you can guess what car Guy is seeing is he is seeing these almost psychological manifestations of their problems physically. Like, whatever problems they have, he's seeing, like, a physical deformation. But he can only see it with when his right eye is closed. So <laughs> never mind. I was gonna make a stupid joke. But either way, so yeah. as he's walking bumps into this giant robot. And this robot says, What are you doing? And he's and he's freaking out because his eyes covered and you know and he's like, and he's watching and this robot pulls up a sickle because he's yelling at him. And he starts to use the sickle on his own finger, on his pinky. he's wondering what the hell? And he, this guy's yelling at him and berating him. And he sees that as he's threatening him, the robot starts opening up. And you see a little boy that's crying as he's, he's doing that. And, and he says, like, why? he's like, well, why are you doing that to your finger? Immediately, the guy stops. And you see the real world. It's a Yakuza member, like a Yakuza boss. And he kind of starts freaking out. And he runs away. The Yakuza boss runs away? He's kind of like, because he says, when he says, why are you doing that to your finger? Why is the little boy crying?
1: And he suddenly kind of gets
0: creeped out and... Runs away, and he wonders, what the
1: fuck? So it only happens when he's got his eyes covered, one eye covered. One, specifically the right eye covered. It's not the left eye.
0: The left eye covered it has to be, the right eye has to be covered because his left eye apparently can see the homunculi. Now, you're probably wondering, what, now how does it have to do with the title? Now, homunculuses, or homunculi, it's a term which is used to describe the, oh, the little man inside the brain. It's essentially a distorted scale model of a human drawn or sculpted to reflect the relative space human body parts occupy. Uh, Long story short, it's how we perceive ourselves. It's, you know, the person inside of us, how we perceive ourselves. You're confused. No, I'm just thinking about it. So it's a little confusing, and and what he does is he ends up helping out the Yakuza guy through these very unusual circumstances, which I'm not going to get into. Because it's a whole, it's his, part of it is his guilt, because he cuts off, he's known for cutting people's pinkies off, that's why he's been cutting off the He's been cutting into the pinky, and there's a few other situations, but he goes around and kind of helps people out while trying to figure out what the hell's going on, and we learn a little more about the guy, and there's a lot of sex and blood and violence involved and a couple of things which I don't want to bring up because you'll be like, what the fuck? It's pretty horrific at times. I mean, let me show you some pictures from this, and you tell me what you think. And here are some of the pictures of from the series, and what do you think about the manifestations that he sees. Very weird. Very original, too. It's, not... it's original, yeah. I've never seen anything like it. I mean, some are very disturbing. I mean, there's one girl who <clears> looks <throat> like she's made of sand. She keeps changing herself to make herself look all screwed up. And you think she's made of sand, but she's actually made of little symbols. And then there's another character who looks like he's a fishbowl, but he's not really. Yeah, I want to know what the deal is with the other one. Yes. Well... Either way, I've been rambling, and it's kind of hard to explain, because this is an audio podcast, and a lot of these are visual images of... You can't really describe through an audio podcast. You have to see them. Now, there are some very twisted scenes in this, or some scenes which are truly depraved at times, and a little disturbing. And some stuff which, if you're young, you're not going to get. I mean... It's a lot of political questioning, a lot of things which you're like, what the fuck does he mean by this, or why the fuck would he do that? I mean, there's one instance which is it's a parallel between our main character, Carb guy, and this girl he's trying to help, and it's two scenes that are paralleling each other, and it's, uh... What
1: what does the girl look like? Does she have big tits?
2: Wow.
0: (laughs) Well, the thing, I don't want to spoil that, but she's doing something at the same time he's doing something, is in order for her to feel alive, she does this. And he's in a completely different location. He's doing something a little similar, but not really to prove that he's alive. And it's a little twisted. And it's just very, what the fuck? I don't want to describe it because some of our listeners will be like, Why did you say that? And why do I have that in my head now? Or why am I going to try this?
1: It's not like David Carradine type stuff, is it? No. Don't try that at home. It's it's
0: something that's... Do it
1: in a hotel room like David Carradine did. (laughs) True.
0: (laughs) But... It's a very psychologically influential, and it's stimulating, but it's also shocking at times. <clears throat> the art style was different. It's not the typical shounen anime, you know, big eyes and super deformed scenes. Very realistic at times. Except for the scenes, which it's when he's looking through his left eye, and then it's all boundaries are taken away. It could be MC Escherus, for all we know. It's just completely like an acid trip at times.
1: Remember Left Eye from TLC? Yes.
0: I don't think she had this. She Maybe she it. did. Now nah, you'd see the, the mark <laughs> on her head if she had, if she had trepanation.
1: Hmm. Would you do trepanation
0: besides uh, if you were able to get this ability to see weird shit?
1: If it was going to give me superpowers.
0: I'd call it a curse, though, because the other thing is that when he helps someone else, a part of his body is affected somehow. Like, he helps the robot guy, and then suddenly his right arm, when he looks at it through the left eye, it looks like a robot hand. And then he helps someone else, and, the, and it's... it's and his leg is something else. He's, like, adopting all their issues. Did he look in a mirror? No, he just looks down and he sees it. He looks in a mirror. It's very compelling and odd. Now, if you are under the age of 21, I do not recommend this, because there is a lot of exposition. There's a lot of slow periods, especially when he's first in the shanty town, and a lot of political crap going on with why he's a homeless guy and what his deal is. Because, like I said... You saw how he looked. Did he look like a bum? No, he didn't. He looked like a normal guy, like an upstanding, handsome guy. Now, why the hell is he a bum? When you find out why, it's a very... Seriously, is that... What the fuck is wrong with you? Type of situation. So... Either way. I could go on and on about this, but I won't. So... (laughs) But you won't, I will not go about this because it's just too trippy for me to talk about alone without you actually without spoiling a lot so if you have a chance check it out <coughs> unfortunately it has been released over here I wish that someone would pick it up probably Vertical mate would pick it up or Dark Horse but what's the official my rating rating yeah I would have to give this a bar from a friend and don't turn on this off for Pocky because it is so fucked up I mean it's good it's really good but it is at a point where you have that thing where you get really good then suddenly it goes uh, c- it just kind of goes all the way around to bad again. There's some scenes which are just truly like, why would you do that and why is that in my head now? And you just don't want to look at it anymore. I mean, there's gender issues in this. There is personality issues. There's issues with overbearing parents. There's issues with sexuality. There's issues with just guilt. There's issues with personality dissociation there's a lot of things which I really think would influence people or would just bewilder people or shock them because there are some disturbing things in this enough said it's, it's worth checking out you can find it online somewhere eventually Vertical Link may pick it up or Dark Horse may pick it up or maybe actually no Viz will never pick it up and and Dino will never pick it up it's gotta be one of the two big ones But yeah, well sounds interesting at least True, so now let's get into another disturbing or interesting manga. Okay, because yours is pretty out there. You agree? <clears throat> uh,
1: I wouldn't call it out there, not like yours was out there. Mm, true, but yours is pretty fucked up. It was fucked up, but it was good though. I liked it. So, all right, those of you who remember the last episode, I spun and I got Old Boy. So, Old Boy is a sentence series. Over in the U.S., it's published by Dark Horse. Eight volumes. It went from 1996 to 1998. Written by... I hope I'm going to pronounce this guy's name right. Garon Tsutsuya? No. Tsuchiya? Tsuchiya. Tsuchiya. Okay. Published by Futabasha in Japan. And so... And there's a live-action movie which is so gory, it's fucked up. And Steven Spielberg has the rights to redo the movie.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And who are you saying? Will Smith? Is... They said they want Will Smith to be the
0: main characters. I don't see that.
1: You don't see Will Smith? I don't see I'd why see, not. I'd see
0: a Christian Bale type character or someone...
1: I don't know. Will Smith seems like he could do this. I don't know. What's the deal with Old Boy? So, I'll go over the first volume. If you like what I what you hear, you read the rest. So, basically, it starts off with you seek a montage of a very weird... something... some very weird stuff going on. There's people talking in a, rush, a restaurant and... You need so some guy orders some food and says he needs to deliver it to this one area called floor 7.5. What does 7.5 mean? So they go into. You have to go into this building, use the elevator, and push floor number seven and eight at the same time, and then you end up at floor 7.5. And he delivers food to to a door, typical like. A prison door where only a small hatch opens on the door and you give the food to the guy inside so you never actually open the door very weird there's somebody locked in the prison cell and he's getting food delivered to him and you look in you, you start to look inside and you see you know you see flashes of, of him what he's, what he's doing in there and they start going into this guy's been in there alone in Scotlands it's like a solitary confinement cell and all he does is watch tv all day Work out and get food delivered to him from from this restaurant nearby. He has no idea what's going on. He has no idea why he's in there. And then all of a sudden, one day, people come, they knock on the door, and they say you're free. And they let him him go. How long has
0: he been in there for?
1: Ten years. So imagine, all of a sudden, you've been locked up for ten years in a solitary confinement cell. No human contact except for the TV and getting food delivered to you and all of a sudden one day somebody comes along and says you're free you're free to go why is he in
0: the cell to begin with
1: you don't know at this point you're just just like this is this is all happens within the first you know within the first few pages of the book first chapter you have no idea what what's going on so first thing he tries to do is he tries to fight back he's you know he he can't understand what's going on he's in pretty good shape so he takes out a couple of these guys but eventually they overpower him and they take him and they just, they just dump him somewhere in some park. And they say, "Well, if he attracts too much attention, you know, people are gonna start, it's gonna get traced back to us. Give him some money and then just leave him." So he wakes up, and how much did they give him? He has no idea what he has no idea what's going on. How, why did he get released? Why did he get thrown out into the park? He wakes up and he's like, "Oh!" He starts walking around, and he comes along to this sushi restaurant. And he's looking in the window, he's starving, he wants to eat. And he puts his hand in his pocket, and he sees that they left him a thousand yen. So ten bucks? Yeah, so, think about it. You've out At, so at m- a
0: sushi restaurant, ten bucks will get you
2: two pieces, maybe. Well,
1: he actually goes in the sushi restaurant, and he starts looking at the prices, and he's like, okay, well, I'm going to have to be careful with how much I spend, blah blah blah. He orders some food, and then he leaves. Yeah. He's walking around, He look, he's just kind of observing everything. And he's not—it's not so much that he's out of touch with the way things are, because he did have a TV the entire time. So he's—it's not like the world completely passed him by. But you know, he walks around. He's he's thinking to himself that he needs—he needs a way to get more money. So he sees a bunch of punk kids just—you know—being idiots in the street, and he pretends to be drunk. He starts walking around, staggering and you know, slurring his words. And the guys notice him And they figure they're gonna go and mug him So they walk up to him They're threatening him And they basically try to rob him And he kicks all their asses And then ends up taking their money So he takes 10,000 yen off these guys So now he's got a little bit of money He's walking around He's pretty badass He does get They do put a knife on him And he does get nicked in the cheek But that's the only thing that happened to him And the the, the rest of the guys Probably three or four guys He kicked their asses And then the last guy ran away Keep in mind, they went through this whole few panels just showing you how ripped this guy is. So he he literally, he had nothing to do all day for 10 years except work out and eat. And they make a comment about how well-balanced the Chinese food is. So he's getting good nutrition, works out constantly. He's doing one-arm push-ups, which if anyone's ever attempted that, that's really fucking hard to do. And so he's in good shape. So you, you kind of buy that this guy can, can kick these guys' asses. So anyway, he goes to a restaurant, he goes to eat some more, and he falls asleep and passes out at the restaurant, and before he does, he meets a waitress there, and she's, you know, she kind of takes pity on him, maybe she's a little attracted to him, I don't know, she notices the cut he's got on his cheek, she gives him a bandage, and he basically stays there until the restaurant closes, and she notices him on the way out, and she says, why don't you come over to my house, it looks like you don't have any place to go, blah blah blah, he goes over, she offers him some beer, they start drinking, and then, you know. you go
0: Wow, wow.
1: Yeah, pretty much. He looks at her, he's like, you know, it, it's enough that you are giving me a place to stay. And she's like, no, I want you to do this. And so you don't have to tell him twice, and he basically goes and he It's been a while,
0: you know. <laughs> it's
1: been ten years. He's commenting the whole time about, it's been ten years since I've had I've touched such soft skin, blah blah blah. You get to see, you know, some nice uh nude shots of her pretty good when they're done he puts his hands down and he notices blood on his fingers and he's like oh shit and she's like i wanted you to be the one i'm I'm so glad that you were the one to take my virginity and blah 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 and she basically falls for him now and he doesn't necessarily resist but at the same time she she's realistic about the fact that he's gonna move on eventually and Think about it, That that's a pretty good day for him just coming out of prison. He, he gets given a 1,000 yen, he has a meal, he kicks some guy's asses, and then he gets 10,000 yen more, has something to, else to eat, and then he gets a girl. I mean, that's pretty good, don't yeah. you think? So, basically this girl now is, is kind of used as the way for him to tell the audience what's been going on. So he explains to her how he's been locked up for 10 years, and he had no idea why. Nobody understands, uh, sorry, he doesn't understand what he did to get locked up in the first place and she asks him what his name is and he's afraid to use his old name so she ends up just calling him Mr. He's afraid that if I use my old name people are going to find me and maybe I'll get locked up again. I don't know. I mean, did he wake up in
0: in the prison or did he he do something? He has
1: no idea what he did to get get locked up. He figures he was drugged one day the last thing is he remembers he was out somewhere he was having a drink and then he wakes up in this prison cell. And she asks him, she's like, but why is your hair so short? How, how did you... And he says, once a month, somebody would come in and they'd cut my hair. And they show this little montage sequence of people throw into his cell. They throw a blindfold and a pair of handcuffs. And he has to handcuff himself and blindfold himself. And then a hairdresser comes in and cuts his hair. Very weird. It's like typical, typical solitary confinement cell, but he's got a TV. He's got a bed. He's got a decent amount of room in there. And then they cut his hair. They give him fresh Chinese food every day. I mean, it's not your typical prison, basically. Well, obviously not. So it's in an, an office building, you said. <laughs> it's in an office building. It's in a floor that's not supposed to exist. It's very, very mysterious. So they go into a little bit uh, more to his life there. And then he basically says, I need to find out what what happened to me, What's what's been going on. And she notices this weird scar on his back. And... He looks at it in a mirror and he says, I need you to do something for me. He said, when I was watching TV, throughout these 10 years, I noticed a few programs about these people putting tracking devices underneath people's skin in Brazil in case somebody gets kidnapped. Paranoia much? Well, it's not paranoia if it's true. So he says, I need you to do something for me. I need you to cut where the scar is and take out whatever's in there. And she says, if I do this for you, you have to be my boyfriend. He's like, uh, okay. Most girls would have ran away screaming at that point I don't know, She's pretty accepting of all this Which is kind of weird So she cuts where the scar is And he says I don't think you're cutting deep enough Go, go harder And she, she cuts pretty deep into his skin And she puts her, her hands in there And uh, she puts out this little this little thing That looks like a, a cylindrical pill He looks at it and he's like This, this is a tracking device he, look, it's, he sees circuitry on it and everything like this, this must be how they know where I am all the time and now he, he says to himself now I can use this to my advantage they don't know that I have this and that I know about this so I can he can leave it in, in a room somewhere while he sneaks out and then they'll think he's just sitting in there sleeping things like that they're laying the groundwork to show you to kind of build up this, this mystery and he needs to find out who kidnapped him and locked him away and for what purpose and at the same time they're kind of showing you glimpses of the people who did lock him up but they don't really explain much in that first volume they just show you that the guy who's responsible for it he said like, oh, i can't believe it's been 10 years and he has somebody following the main character we'll call him old boy because you don't know his name yet and he's looking at him he's like i can't i can't believe it's been 10 years we got to keep tabs on him blah 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 and eventually old boy gets a job just doing Day labor at a construction site, and since he's so ripped and in such a good shape, he's obviously very good at it. And he gets pretty, you know in pretty well with the guys. They offer him an apartment, a place to live, and everything like that. And you know, from that aspect, things are going well. And since he's got this tracking device, and he can kind of come and go as he pleases. So yeah, that's basically that's that's the first volume in a nutshell. It's, it's not a lot of action past you know him kind of fighting the guys in the jail and then fighting the guys outside and the the, the punk kids, but no, it's got it's got a pretty good art style, I would say. I liked it. I had no issues with it. There's no
0: Bayaki yeah. Minegishi, G- right? Mhm. Yeah. So he's got a good art style.
1: Yeah, and he's uh, you start you you really you really start to really start wondering what's going to happen next and I don't know. I think the first volume is very good at setting up um at setting up the things to come and getting you interested and it's only eight volumes it's the the series is over so there's really not much of a commitment you just read through the eight volumes and you know i don't think there's uh it's not intimidating where you know some of these things that have been going on for a decade and there's you know 20 30 40 volumes or more to to work through it's it's kind of cool that it's uh it's already it's already over so you can kind of consume it in in a day if you want rating wise i'd probably i'd give this a four just like you did
0: from a friend yeah
1: I'd say, you know, it's not something to to go crazy about, but it's definitely something worth reading, especially considering that it's eight volumes and it's over. So you you don't have to worry about keeping up with it.
0: Mm. Are you thinking you're going to continue
1: reading this? I think so. I'm going to finish it. You're going I'll to probably see the movie? finish it tomorrow. Yeah, why not? The movie is dr- watch the drastically
0: movie. different. I remember reading this a while ago and the endings are very different. They have some similarities, but the movie is much more violent and much more visceral with some of the... his information-gathering techniques. What do you like
1: better, the movie or the book?
0: The book is better story-wise, but the conclusion is better in the movie sort of. Okay. That's
1: how I felt about Watchmen. I like the book better overall, but I like the movie ending better.
0: Yeah, because instead of the Cthulhu monster,
1: which I thought would have worked better. I don't think so. I think the, the way they did it in, in the movie was a lot more concise straight to the point, and made a lot more sense, I think, yeah, and a lot, I think it, it was a lot more realistic in the wor- in given the parameters they established in that world,
0: but... maybe, but we shall see, we shall see. Alright. Uh, so, but if you had to choose, besides Will Smith, who would you choose to play him in the
1: remake, which Steven Spielberg may do? Um, uh, I don't know, some, some of the guys who are popular these days, I guess, like, um... I don't know, the people coming to mind are are the guys that are in some of the comic book movies now, but I don't know if they're...
0: Bradley Cooper?
1: No, not Bradley Cooper. I don't take him as seriously. I mean, he's got... He's alright. I don't know.
0: Ryan Reynolds?
1: Ryan Reynolds could do it, I guess. I don't know. He's kind of a... He's kind of a goofy actor, though. I don't... I don't know. That's uh, kind of why I'm I'm worried about the Green Lantern movie, too, but...
0: but what about, um...
1: RDJ? R. D. J.
0: Robert Downey.
1: Ah, uh, I don't think so. First of all, I think Robert Downey might be too old now, and he doesn't have the body. Well, he's supposed to be like thirty-five. Robert Downey's thirty-five.
0: No, the character's like thirty-five or something, right? Because he's yeah, been but Robert
1: years. Downey looks older than that. Yeah, you have a point. But he was pretty ripped in Iron Man. Yeah, he was. I guess he he was in pretty good shape in Iron Man. Now that I think back to that scene where he's building the the, the first the first one and
0: the second one when he's he's taking apart his office.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: That was, I think, the best scene in the second one.
1: I haven't seen the second one since the theaters. i got to watch it again. I I have it at home now. It's
0: okay. But, um... So, one other thing before I go. What do you think about the girl? A little easy. What do you think her deal is? I don't know if I trust her. You think that something's up with her, even though she's so...
1: I mean, kind of hard to buy that, you know... She'll just take him home randomly. Well,
0: she has proof. He, you know, she was a virgin. It's not like she was
1: a slut. Doesn't matter. She could have. She could have faked it out somehow. She could have. Who knows?
0: But the thing is, how could he have? How could they have known he would have went to specifically
1: that bar at that time? They were tracking him. Yeah, but they wouldn't have. They could have. They could have tracked to where he went, and then had her go in the back room, in the back, in the back door of the restaurant maybe I don't know it's just it was it was odd I'm probably just being a little bit too cautious about it but I don't oh, know
0: it's very unusual ah so yeah, we, I guess that's it for that review and our review so my, I think that's pretty good both those are very interesting mangas Would you want
1: to check out mine? yours might be a little too weird for my taste I don't know Mine was a little bit more grounded in in reality. This that's one was, was kind
0: look. of grounded. It's all psychological things. It weren't like the really the guy was really a samurai. I just he saw that.
1: Yeah, but he, the whole drilling a hole in your head to give you the ability to see this in the first place is that's real. There are people who really drill holes in their heads. <laughs> yeah, but I don't let them. Trepanning is real.
0: I know people who wanted to do that. I know one person who wanted to try it. Who? Um
1: Carrado. Really? Really. Did he t- He didn't do it, did he? I have no idea. We haven't heard from him in a while. I hope that's not why.
0: I found out some information about him. Okay. He's okay. Sort good. of. He hasn't spoken to his family in a while, and uh, he's got one more month. And, uh right,
1: as long as he's good.
0: Not good. He's better, but. Anyway. So, remember, you can check us out at www.sparkin.com You can email us at sparkin at gmail.com, zan at com,
1: at gmail.com.
0: You can check out our Twitter posts. It's under Spirekin. You can check out our Facebook, Spyrican Monger Review Group. You can join the forum, spirekin.darkbb.com. We have a bunch of contests that are on the website. And um, am I forgetting anything? I don't think so. Oh, the voicemail. Oh, yes, voicemail. 6 8462 And remember, send us emails. We have a couple that we got to get to eventually. We will the, read them. We're just waiting for...
1: For the Spyrican email review.
0: Yes. And also, the, we're waiting for Bellchain to finish her fucking... Review of Mushishi. Sorry. Bell. I'm not trying to pressure Belle, but she should have gotten this done months ago.
1: Yeah, come on, Belle. It's not that hard. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. That's so. what she said. Whap!
0: <laughs> I hate that joke. I hate Seinfeld. You know that. That's not a Seinfeld joke. Sorry, it's a Friends joke. But anyway. I thought it was The Office. No, it came out from Friends. Oh. Okay. The only thing I liked at Seinfeld was
1: the Merv Griffin episode. <laughs> I don't know how anybody could not like Seinfeld, but
0: uh, we... I don't like Seinfeld because I don't like that. Just that it's not even humor. It's just like yeah, I'm an asshole and you should laugh
1: at it. <laughs> I don't know. I like it. We gotta spin the wheel.
0: I know it's a power been Waiting for him. What am I talking about? I'm talking about that one. That only the, the
2: wheel,
0: wheel of my. This yes, Frenzy Wheel of Manga. Except no substitute. now. What is the Wheel of Manga? Wheel of Manga is a Wheel of Fortune with ten slots on what we've done is we've assigned a manga to each of the slots and we're gonna spin the Wheel of Manga. Whatever number it lands on, that's what we're reviewing in the next episode of the Sparkin manga review. And as per tradition, Cal, you will go first. Okay, I'll go first. Good spin, and you are getting number four. Oh, I feel so
1: sorry for you, Girl Sorrows DX. What's that?
0: It is a sequel to a manga which was reviewed by Fight Bay in his first episode back in twenty two. Girl Sorrows DX. It's a, a return to old stories. Uh, okay. There is nudity in it. Okay, that's that'll that'll help. Not by much, but.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, you spin now. Let's see what you get.
0: So you're reviewing. Let's see. Personally, I'm hoping for two of them, but we'll see. Three, Neko Ramen. I don't know what that is. To so Yan, call me. It's actually pretty funny. It's about a cat who owns a ramen restaurant. At least it was number nine. Satsu Tenchi, Doku Doko Doko Chan Oh yes, Club to Death Angel Chan Eventually we'll get to her. You'd like her. It's the same joke over and over again, but for some reason it's still funny. It's literally, an, this guy has an angel in his house. And what she does is every time she gets mad at him, she pulls out a giant spiked club, which has Excalibog. And then she smashes him in the head and kills him. And it's not a little death. It's literally she kills him, crushes him, splits him in half, blood everywhere. And then she's like, oh shit, I fucked up. And resurrects him. He's like, why did you do that to me? And she just does that over and over and over again. That sounds weird. It's ridiculous, but it's funny because of the fact it's just making fun of those tropes and just... gets smushed over and over again. But, next Spark and Manga Review episode we'll be reviewing Neko Ramen and Girl Source X. Maybe. Okay. So, guess that's it for this episode, as usual. This is Cal. And this is your Hosan, and we are Gonesville. Catch you next time, and see ya.